Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Did your narcissist have empathy? You see, majority of narcissists out there don't have any empathy, or they lack empathy, or they're not able to tap into empathy because empathy would be acknowledging someone else's feelings, someone else's thoughts, someone else's emotions. And a narcissist, that would be very countercultural to how they want to live. Like, narcissism is based on my image, my control, and having to acknowledge that you have feelings and that you have emotions is, well, anti-narcissism. And so for a narcissist, empathy isn't a high-on-the-list thing. It's not a thing that's up there that are like, oh, narcissist, let me get my empathy. Because it's not something they think about. So with empathy, sometimes you'll have narcissists that will fake it, that they'll pretend to have empathy, that they will allude to the concept of having empathy. And oftentimes you see this early on in the beginning of the relationship when the narcissist is communicating to you past trauma and is communicating things that have happened in their life that have put them through whatever it might be or that have hurt them or have made them how they are today. You'll see trauma that'll be brought up in the first date sometimes or in the second date with a narcissist when they're saying like how they were abused as a kid or how they were molested or how different things happened that had formed them to you know be broken or have all these things that have happened that have just really confused them or messed them up. And a lot of times they'll convey these stories, some real, some just completely false. They'll convey these stories to be able to contract empathy between two people. And when you start to hear everything they've been through and you start to hear about their crazy exes or the people that did them wrong, you start to feel that empathy for them. You start to build a connection with another person saying like, wow, like this person has has been through a lot. Like this person is someone that I can I can help. I can reach out to. I can work to heal them in different areas. You see for the narcissists, they come to the table knowing that they don't want to be vulnerable. And so it's a lot easier to pretend to have empathy than it is to do the hard part of being vulnerable. All right, so I want to read you a quote uh, that's out of a book that I've been reading recently. It's called When Narcissism Comes to Church. It's a very interesting book, and also it's very good, okay? But it's talking about the idea of the narcissist and feigning empathy, okay? And it says, this skill, so the skill of feigning empathy, this skill learned early in life amid the original wounds of childhood, a defensive and self-protective mechanism that allows for a relationship without the risk of real vulnerability. You see, you'll have moments with a narcissist that they'll interact with you and they'll want to engage and they'll come across as having empathy. Maybe you've seen this uh, early on in the relationship when they try to connect with another person or with a kid or with a dog or whatever it might be. And you start to see like, whoa, like this person's really um, affectionate or they have a lot of empathy or they have a lot of sympathy towards other people. Like this is really cool. And you start to build that bond. 
or you'll see it at the end of the relationship when you've had enough of the toxic relation, you've had enough of the abusive cycle, you've had enough of the the cheating, the lies, the manipulating, and you're like, you know, that's it. Like we can't do this anymore. And then that flips the switch with a narcissist, and they're there like crying and like bawling their eyes out and saying like, oh, like I'm gonna change, I'm gonna do so much better. And you think like, oh wait, like I haven't seen this before. Like now I'm actually seeing maybe they're rock bottom or I'm seeing like them have empathy and it starts to trigger some things in people thinking like oh like these people that struggle with narcissism actually have empathy they actually connect now I say all that about empathy not to just create a case and say how narcissists never have empathy and that's not possible okay I don't I don't believe that 100% okay I believe that there are cases of people that do have empathy I believe there also is a decent amount of cases out there of narcissists that have empathy don't attack me yet that have empathy but it is shut down and the refusal to acknowledge another person's feelings is that closed off aspect of empathy. So I think there is a whole class of narcissism and a whole class of narcissists out there that experience and have empathy, but is their refusal to acknowledge other people's emotions and feelings that basically cut that empathy off. And as a result, there's no way to kind of go from there as far as they're not going to admit who they are. They're not going to admit what's going on. They're just going to be like, I don't really care about you, so screw you, move on, you know, that kind of a thing. But with narcissists, they'll try to communicate and they'll try to convince you a lot of times that the empathy that they're portraying or that they're faking or that they're mirroring is real. When the majority of times, it's not. The majority of times, it's built on trauma. It's built on love bombing and that kind of high of affection and that kind of interaction with other people. And it often becomes a show. It often becomes a way to be able to try to get another person. Like, here is a kid walking down the street and I'm going to help them with something. You know, here is uh, a, a stray puppy that we're going to pick up or we're going to take home and feed and get all better. Like, here is these moments that I can create to be able to show the other person that I am a sympathetic human being, that I have empathy for other people, that I have emotion to be able to connect with people on a higher level. The majority of the time, that's not the case with a the narcissist. They're just really just lying to you and gaslighting you and making you think that this is a reality when it's not. Like I mentioned early on, the trauma that a narcissist experienced when that's brought up in the first couple of dates, all that is is a way to try to spark empathy and try to low-key start to build a connection with another person so that they'll be locked in, so they'll be tied in to that supply. And you'll see this happen time and time again. If you were with a narcissist or a toxic person, what kind of empathy did they show? Maybe they just showed the tears at the end of the relationship. Maybe they just showed the the hurt and the victim mentality when everything was crashing down. Maybe you saw the empathy at the beginning of the relationship and then quickly discovered that actually wasn't empathy because it was built on trauma or abuse or connection. But you get down the road and you realize, hey, I don't get that empathy anymore. Like That person doesn't engage with me on that level. They like hate my guts and make sure I know it. And you'll see empathy that'll come and go at times with a narcissist because it's a manipulative tool. And a lot of narcissists will use other people's empathy to their own advantage. 
the simple idea there's been skits on it that uh okay you're broken up from your narcissist okay how do we get back in well let me go ahead and call him and tell him that so-and-so just died or so-and-so just had cancer and you really need to talk to someone right now you really need a, a friend and that person's a good friend that you know and you trust and all this kind of stuff and all of a sudden you're like oh like let me feel for that person you want to help them they come over and all of a sudden a month later this person's now living back with you again abusing you hurting you gaslighting manipulating and some of you that probably just listened to that were like, yeah, that, that wouldn't happen. They're real. They're real stories. Like when I say illustrations on here, it's not like I'm just pulling them out of my hat. Like I'm, these are people that I've talked to. These are people that I've done one-on-ones with and have engaged with them and seen, seen everything that they've been through. And then come on here and say like, hey, watch out for this. Because there'll be some people on here that'll be like, no, that doesn't happen. You might have the highest chance of it happening too if you believe that doesn't happen. Because it does. The craziness stuff out there does happen when you put a narcissist in with other people that their job is going to be to manipulate and control other people for their own own means and for their own gains. And narcissists will try to pull whatever levers they can do to make that happen. Often using empathy. Often trying to connect on some type of level. Typically beginning, typically end. You don't see a ton of empathy spread out throughout the relationship. No, you see it mainly at the beginning with love bombing and mainly at the end with the relationship ending. And the narcissist will fight for it. And they'll try to show, like, please don't leave. Like, I don't want you to leave. They'll start to bring up different things. We've been through so much. Like, we've done so much. We've accomplished so much. Well, no, narcissists put you through so much. They put you through hell. And then they're trying to say, hey, that's a connecting point that we should stay together. Let's think about that again. If you're confused being with a person, if you're confused being with a narcissist, a toxic person, you're not sure what's going on or you're out of the relationship and you're not sure how to break that bond, click on the link below and um, grab a time for us to be able to sit down and talk to be able to help deal with the trauma bond that you've been put through, to have you understand and help process from a narcissist perspective of what's actually going on. Maybe you're just looking for closure and you're wondering like, how do I get that? And you want to talk to a narcissist. You want to talk to someone who's been in those shoes and is working on growing, healing, and changing myself on a day-to-day basis. If you want to do that, click on the link below, the Calendly link for Raw Motivations. would love to be able to set up a time to talk to you. If you haven't by now, please go ahead and subscribe to this channel. We're trying to build awareness. Awareness, growth, healing, and change is what I'm trying to bring to people on this platform and others about narcissism and how dangerous and detrimental it is to other people out there. Join our app and our community, the NARC app, N-A-R-C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Join that. Follow us on different social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Would love to have you be a part of it there. We go live typically like weekly, have different guests on to be able to interact and be able to show people like, hey, this is the trauma that people have been through. Then there is a way out. If you're interested in the trauma recovery course, that's coming up. Um, We've got that in the bio as well. Uh, I've got trauma workshops coming up uh, about every other week, um, every other week uh, on Saturdays from 3 to 5. So check that out as well. That's on the scheduling tool as well. Would love to have you interact. Would love to be able to encourage you best that we can to be able to help promote healing, growth, and change in your lives. So subscribe, follow on those. Check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as well. Thanks so much.